Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your kids, and your partner. We'll give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you. I'm Terilyn Griffin. I'm Caitlin Gabriel. And I'm Felicia Allen. Let's find the magic together. Hello, beautiful people. This is Terilyn today, and I am doing an episode today, as I have done in the past, where I'm going to give you a little bit of an introduction, and then I'm going to do immediately publish an extra episode by itself of a meditation. And this is in response to many of you who are far away who have asked me this, just listeners, and then this is to my yoga students who have requested this. Anybody who I've ever walked through a guided meditation, well, I guess I shouldn't say that, not anybody, um, but a lot of people who I've walked through guided meditations, I have been asked maybe for the past three years to please make a recording for how, for sleep, for sleep time, either for themselves or for their kids. Um, I was on a youth camp a couple of years ago and there was a, I mean, a bunch of girls and they were just going crazy and when it's time to go to sleep I went in and I did my little sleep meditation for them and they passed out and then and they slept great and then every night after that they asked for that specifically so and then all their moms has been asking me for the past couple of years like can you please record whatever you did for them because it really helped sleep so this is a response to many of your requests. I'm going to give you a few, I'm going to talk about sleep right here for just a little bit because sleep is so important and we've covered it a lot on our podcast and I'm going to boil down just a couple, a couple things that have, I've really been focusing on lately and then, and then separately I'll give you the meditation to help you sleep. So a couple things about sleep. One, we all know it's important, but you know, for some people it's elusive. You might have the time to sleep, but then you lay down to sleep and you have a lot of bad dreams or maybe you lay down to sleep but you have a hard time shutting off your mind or you might have a hard time carving out the amount of time to sleep or you might have children waking you up or you might have a spouse who wakes you up or whatever it is so I just want to first of all say today about sleep that you're not alone whatever your struggle is (laughs) man (laughs) it's hard sometimes right but um, my hope is after this episode that you all have just a few a few extra tools you might be able to put into your pocket for helping you sleep. And then I'm going to give you a tool also. So uh, my my sweet husband, uh, let's see, was it two weeks ago, pointed out to me, because, you know, I'm always talking about self-care, and he pointed out to me, which I have admitted to you guys, so this isn't new, but you know how when somebody points it out to you, you're like, oh yeah, that... That definitely, I really need to address that. He pointed out to me that I am not sleeping enough that I should. You know, like I'm not, it's not caring for my body to expect it to function and do all the amazing things I ask it to do without giving it the amount of sleep. And my main problem is I don't carve out the amount of time for sleep. I just try to squeeze too many things in in the day and I love all the things. I don't want to not do any of them. (laughs) But But then I find myself... Um, just not getting the right amount. So um, I have been looking at that and there's a few different places where I've made adjustments and it makes a big difference and I still have improvements definitely. So right now it's kind of my focus. I'm like trying to reevaluate things and say 
how can I give my body the respect that I want to give it by carving out that amount of time? So that's where I, that's my first tip here is look at your day and what can you do to actually carve out that time, right? Is it put the kids to bed a little bit earlier? Is it come back for where we are a little bit earlier? Um, for me, I've actually switched. There's a couple mornings a week where I actually switch doing my miracle morning after uh, my exercise instead of before. I still like to do it before the very, very best. But there's a couple nights where it's a little later the night before. I'm up later. And on those, I've given myself permission to I do my MM. It's actually after my kids go to school. So I'm with my youngest, my six-year-old, and we do it together. So, And that's actually worked great. So that's one little tip, just looking at, looking as simple as looking at your calendar and saying, how can I actually carve out time for this? Because it's important and it's an act of self-care and self-respect. So that's my first tip. Second tip for improving your sleep, and we've talked about this before, we have full episodes about this, um, and, which, and I will post the link to our episode specifically about blue light, but that is to decrease the amount of blue light that you are exposed to before bed. Now, I have to admit, I need to make these changes in my personal bathroom because I spend usually before I go to bed, I'm in the bathroom, right? Like washing my face and stuff. So I would actually like to get some low blue light bulbs. They're like an amber light because I don't want full on red in my bathroom because that's going to scare. I'm going to have bad dreams or something. Uh, But switching out those as I'm getting ready for bed. But I do feel good about what I've done for my kids. So this is, as I'm saying this out loud, I should definitely also be doing this for myself. But my kids, I've done a good job of this. The lamps in their rooms have no blue light um, light bulbs, which is really nice. And I'll also link the company. They were called something else back when we interviewed them, but they're now called Bond Charge. And uh, they're a really good company with really great products. But you can find no blue light light bulbs in a lot of different places. So in my kids' rooms, they have in their lamps, they have little reading lamps that have no blue light in them. And again, it's kind of just like an amber colored glow. And then in their actual lamps in their rooms, they have that kind of light bulb. And then also, you know, one of my kids still like, well, two, my two youngest, they sleep in the same room and they get scared in the dark. So they're even their night light is no blue light. So that's a great option for my kids that I'm really good at with my kids, but I would like to be better at for myself. So as I'm saying this, it's inspiring me. I'm going to order those light bulbs and put them in my bathroom because I don't need bright, bright lights in my bathroom, especially just the ones above my sink, which is what I have on while I wash my face before bed. So that's the first tip. Oh, sorry. That's my second tip, right? First tip is really giving yourself the self-respect to actually carve out the time two, blue light reduction before bed. Three, uh, my third tip is, and this, again, I feel like I do really great with my kids, uh, is more reading before bed, less screens. So they can all read. That's why they have their little no blue light reading lamps. Um, They can read until they get tired. The great thing about reading is it doesn't keep us, well, well, for most people. If I'm reading a really great book, I can really power through tiredness for but it's really only if it's like an intense intense book I would say most books that I read I can eat I can pay attention to my tired cues and my children are also pretty good at that too like they just read until they're tired every night and then they go to bed and also 
put in a little plug for reading. If your kids are reading every day, it makes a huge difference in their academic life and their intellectual lives and just how much they love learning. So it's a huge win for them. Um, and that may or may not work for you in your adult life. For me, reading at night isn't really feasible because I'm either, you know, like coming home from something and just going to wash my face and go to bed. Or if me and my husband are going to watch something, we watch something together. Um, but something I have learned about that is it's much better to watch something on a TV that's far away from you than it is to watch something on a screen up close to your eyes before bed. So if you're going to, oh, and another option for that, also you can wear, they look funny, but they're like little red glasses <laughs> to block the blue light coming in. Um, so again, that tip doesn't, I don't necessarily use for myself, the reading before bed. I read in the mornings, but for my kids, it's magical. So this, the reading before bed instead of screens is awesome. And then my uh, fourth tip is to, or I'm on my third. I don't know. I got, I, I like typed out my little, uh, um, outline and then I'm like saying them in different orders because I actually think they're, <laughs> they're like have different order of importance. And uh, anyway, my next tip is, um, making so that waking up is easier for you because going to bed at a good time, I really think the key to it is getting in the habit of waking up at the time you want to wake up. Right. So for me, it isn't like, low. let's wait till I go to bed earlier to find my morning routine. It's me. You make your morning routine and then, and then you carve out the time to go to bed at a good time the night before. So to making it easy for you to wake up. So that means things like laying out your clothes the night before, or for me, like I just have all my workout clothes are just in one spot. I can literally walk into my, I don't even have to leave my bathroom for it, right? Like I just come in, it's all there and you're ready for your morning every morning. So whatever you can do to make your morning a little bit easier, maybe for a lot of people, it helps to have a glass of water. They wake up, they drink up a glass of water and they brush their teeth and they feel so much more refreshed. So that's my next tip is start with your morning in mind. And then no matter what you keep that morning routine and then you build your bedtime from there. Right? So if you wake up at five in the morning, um, you know, five days in a row, you're going to start feeling it at night and it's going to help you go to bed at the time you want to go to bed. If you're carving out the time for it for sure. And then you might be saying, okay, these are all great, but what about kids coming in the middle of the night? And what about things you can't control? And what about sick kids? I mean, I've had sick kids the last couple weeks and I get it. And I've also had babies and I get that too. So my only tip for that is first of all, just give yourself some grace of, you know what? I'm going to need more sleep because I am in a stage in my life right now where I'm getting woken up a lot. And that is totally fine. Another thing I recommend, especially if you guys are waking up in the middle of the night with babies, it's okay to take a nap. What am I saying? It's okay to take a nap even if you don't have babies. Like it's it's okay if that's what's working for you to get your body the energy that it needs to set aside that time. And research-wise, 20-minute naps or 40-minute naps are really effective length of naps. 20 minutes are hard for me because I start feeling like a panicky feeling, like I'm not gonna fall asleep in time, and then it's gonna I'm gonna wake up. And I'm not going to be, so 20 minute naps kind of stress me out, but 40 minutes are great for me. <laughs> like I do feel actually refreshed, but I don't get that groggy feeling when I sleep longer. So, um, I do like that 40 minute naps. So anyway, if you're having, if you're having, you know, people, children waking you up 
or whatever, even bad dreams, my tip there is carve out a nap time, 40 minutes, great. My favorite app, um, sorry, it's not an app actually, my favorite, and I'll link this, it's uh, it's called Slow Wave Sleep or something like that, Kelly Howell is the artist, and you put in like really, I have these really comfy earbuds, which I can also link, and you just plug them into your phone, and it is dealt, she actually has, ooh, she actually has a really great 40 minute power nap, you put it in, and she actually walks you down into the power nap, and then you have these delta waves, which is what the wavelength of sleep is, and then she walks you back up at the end. Or another one for me is, it's just, I have this one specific, it's just delta waves. And again, helps your brain get really quickly into that sleep zone, and I just set it for 40 minutes, and then I just have it turn off after 40 minutes. So it's lovely, because I wake up to just, it's kind of like the sound of ocean waves, and I just wake up to that stopping. So it isn't like this loud, alarming sound that wakes me up. It's just the ocean wave stopping. And when I go to sleep, I tell myself it's going to be 40 minutes. And then I set that time. It's really lovely. So that's my recommendation for naps. Again, then you don't feel like you're wasting your whole day with it. But it still allows, maybe will allow you to still get up and do your morning routine like you're wanting. But give you that little bit of rest during the day. So that's my tip if you're getting woken up all the time. And I actually have lots of friends who can figure out ways to do this at work. I, I have one friend who actually was a really like high power. She worked in Washington, D.C. for politicians. And so she was, I mean, doing, it was an intense job. And she still would carve out time in her day. She would do it on her lunch. And she would eat and then have a nap. So I think even people who have a really high-paced jobs can still carve out time if that's going to serve you. If it doesn't serve you, then obviously don't worry about it. But that's kind of how I feel like I have actually always been in college. I did that. I would like take time if I had a half an hour break. Now college is a good example because I was just terribly, terribly sleep deprived all the time. So I could literally fall asleep anywhere at any time. But, um, but anyway, that's helpful just to give yourself permission to, you can schedule that in. It's okay. Especially if you're having a hard time at night. And then the only other thing for that is just to know, also, you're not suffering alone. Oh, man, I know. I know what it's like there to be being woken up. Then my very last tip, and this is the one I'm actually going to give you as a tool, and it's just literally going to be the episode right after this, and I'm going to name it Sleep Meditation. So it's very easy for you to find. And in it, I'm just going to dive right in so you can just turn it on and then just allow it just to end, you know, and you can keep sleeping. But it's meditation. Meditation is my last tip. And there's two kinds of meditation here that I'm going to recommend. One is the kind I'm going to give you. You can actually listen to it before you fall asleep. You can have your kids listen to it before they fall asleep. It's really helpful. Uh, My yoga students, when I do it for my yoga students, I don't leave them sleepy. I actually walk them up at the end and get them all energized again. But so many of them have said, like, can you just do the walking down part and just leave us down there? And I still program you in in the meditation to at the end when you wake up that your brain will walk yourself up. But I don't actually walk you up because if you're falling asleep, I want you to stay asleep. Right. So there's that kind of meditation, you know, like you're laying in bed. And again, it doesn't have to be this one I'm giving you. You can even just teach your kids or do it with yourself. You can just lay there and walk yourself through a little meditation. But the idea or a simple body scan, you know, just or focusing on your breath, just breathing in and out and having that be your meditation before bed. For me, in and out is my favorite one for myself when I just can't sleep myself. 
Another one is a body scan where you just top up, start at the top of your head and you just start paying attention to your body. You're just, you know, what do I feel in my head right now? What do I feel in my shoulders right now? And you just imagine relaxing every part all the way down to your toes. That's a beautiful one too if you just want to do one by yourself. And I think it's a great one for that any kids can use also. Another one I teach my kids is if you're breathing, you just slow down your breath and then you start counting down from 100 backwards. So just, you know, 100, take a breath. 99, and you're just counting down. So in self-hypnosis, which is the training I did before I had my babies, was my training for birth, which is just a fancy way of saying you teach yourself how to relax, right? And program your subconscious mind. Anytime we relax, we count down. So I'm very careful now when I walk people down, I am always counting down. And then when I'm re-energizing, I count up. So with myself, if I'm trying to relax myself, I count down. And there's something about going backwards too, that it engages your mind just enough to keep your mind from wandering, but also it's not too much energy to keep you awake. So that's nice. So that's the first kind of meditation I'm going to recommend. Either the one I'm giving you or just doing something on your own is really, really helpful. And then the second kind of meditation I'm going to recommend for sleep is regular meditation, regular mantra meditation some other time of day. So that can be in the morning or in the afternoon or whenever. I mean, you guys have heard us exhaustively talk about the benefits of meditating in the morning, right? Uh, Also, though, I mean, honestly, I think morning and afternoon is incredible. Morning is my only time I'm regularly meditating. Uh, I love the idea of meditating in the afternoon, but I oftentimes I've never really made that a priority. But morning meditation, I can honestly say, is so crucial for me, and I'm really dedicated to that practice. So you might say, why would meditating in the morning or any time during the day, how in the world is that going to help me at night? And I will tell you how it's going to help you at night. First of all, there's some really great um, information out there that shows how it does. Uh, Emily Fletcher's book, Stress Less, Accomplish More, is one of my favorite books on meditation, and she really dives into that, how it's really helpful. And a lot of people, when they start meditating, that's one of the first side effects that they notice to their meditation practice, is their morning meditation changes their sleep at night, which isn't that amazing. And there's lots of reasons that this could be. One of them is that Perhaps it is because meditation is true rest for our mind. When we meditate, we are in this really beautiful alert state. So it's like this relaxed but alert. It's really an incredible place. And unlike sleep, which is delta waves for our brains, uh, meditation, well, relaxation is alpha, but theta state is that kind of, it's kind of like a, it feels like, some people call it the bliss field. It's where you kind of, uh, it's difficult to describe. And I don't reach that state um, every time I meditate, but it's really beautiful when I do. And as I say that, that's not because it's the goal of meditation. The goal of meditation is just to meditate. No matter what state you're getting to, you're doing it if you're doing it, right? Like success is just in the sitting and doing the meditation. That's all there is. It doesn't matter to me if your mind is wandering and you have to come back to your mantra over and over and over, or if you get to that bliss field, it doesn't matter. All that matters is that you're doing it. So if you're sitting down, you're saying the mantra, you are winning. That's literally sitting in your chair. That's, that's it. So, um, but what it does is it does this amazing thing. No matter how the meditation is going for you, 
it does this incredible thing to your brain where uh, Emily Fletcher also calls it adaptation energy. It makes sure that as you go throughout your day, you're just much more resilient. And I think it allows when we get to the nighttime, our brains are able to let go and get that other kind of rest that we don't get during meditation, but it kind of primes us. So if you're having trouble sleeping at night, I would highly recommend committing or recommitting to your regular meditation practice in the morning and or afternoon. So mantra meditation and the most simple kind I'm going to recommend here is just classic mantra meditation. I'll also lick, lick, I will also, um, put the link to my daily meditation that I do every single day. And it's going to be just like this sleep meditation where you just click on it and I don't have any preamble. Like it just jumps right into what I do. It's more than just mantra. Like I do several, you know, there's like visual, there's a couple different parts to it, but just for simplicity purposes for today, mantra meditation is simply where you sit down with your spine straight, your back can be supported, but you don't want your head supported. Like you don't want to be like laying back in like a recliner or something because you might actually fall asleep. So just sitting with your spine straight, I prefer, and again, so you can sit with a chair like against your back or just nothing against your back. And you can choose a position that's comfortable for you. I like to sit with kind of cross-legged, but with my top leg not tucked under. Does that make sense? We call it an easy seat in yoga. But you can sit however you want. You can put your legs straight. You can be in a chair with your feet on the ground. However you want to sit does not matter to me. As long as your head is unsupported and your spine is straight. But all you're going to do, literally, just focus on your breath for a few breaths. You know, so you just kind of settle into yourself. Just breathing in and out. And then you're going to choose a mantra. And there's some cool studies done on mantras. I have several mantras that I love that I kind of vacillate between. That I've done some beautiful soul searching about and some call to me more than others. Uh, my current favorite one right now is Loka Samasta Sukino Bhavantu. And I'm going to paraphrase the meaning, but it means something like, you know, may all living, I, I wish good on all living creatures in the world and my actions affect all of those beings for good. Like my actions matter. Pretty much the takeaway for me is my actions matter in the world and I really do want the best for everybody. Um, however, I read this one really interesting research study and if I remember correctly, I think it was done by Harvard and they did all sorts of tests on the state you get to when you meditate and they had lots of different mantras and the one that was the most powerful was the word one, just O-N-E, one. And I think there's a few reasons for that. You know, I have some hypotheses about why that one is. But I would say for me, honestly, probably 80% of the mantra meditations I do, I just use the word one. It's easy. It's the one I started with. So there's this kind of lovely, familiar feeling with it. It's just one syllable. Uh, it's just nice. It just kind of echoes in your mind really nicely. I also imagine that I'm sitting in a big letter O for the word one and that I'm sinking. Like the mantra itself is like an anchor for me, which is nice visual visualization for me. So I really love the word one. So what I'd recommend for you is you'd literally just sit, focusing on your breath, and then just say the word one over and over and over in your brain. And kind of like it's almost in the background. And then the thing is your mind will wander because you're a human. So when it does, all I want you to say to yourself is thank you. And you're talking to your mind, right? Thank you. And then you just come back to the word one. There's no beating up of yourself necessary. 
you don't need to feel bad like oh my gosh I'm failing this isn't working my mind is just going crazy none of that you don't even have to those thoughts might come to you and you can just be like not helpful (laughs) thank you and move on and the reason why I say thank you is because you're literally thanking your brain for bringing it up right it means that you have some built-up thoughts and as you get relaxed your brain your brain's bringing up issues for you and so instead of beating yourself up about it you can just say oh thanks so much for bringing that up I'm going to go back to the word one now. A lot of times hap- what happens when I meditate is I actually forget that I'm meditating. So my my brain will go on this whole thought process and then I remember that I med- I'm meditating <laughs> and I just smile and literally say, oh, thanks. <laughs> and I just come back to the word one. So you just do that over and over for about, um, there's tons of benefits. Even if you just do it for five minutes, I'd recommend 15 myself, but even five, there's lots and lots of benefits. So that's my last tip for you meditate (laughs) in the morning in the afternoon whatever and then before bed do a little bit of a bedtime meditation and those are really helpful and the cool thing about those two things is it doesn't matter how much time you have because if Oprah can find time to meditate you can find time to meditate everybody can find 15 minutes sometime during the day to meditate also before bed just a little bit as you're laying there like where I'll have to lay down to go to sleep right so either listening to something or walking yourself through a meditation isn't like a time thing, right? So, and the other thing I love about this last tip is also it's under our control, unlike little humans waking us up in the night and unlike all sorts of other things. It's really just like a low-hanging fruit that we can all do and to me has huge impact on our sleep quality. So, I am going to leave you with those tips and... Then the very next episode after this, which I will just call sleep meditation, uh, you can just turn it on and then go to sleep and we can do this guys, wherever you are on your sleep, (laughs) we can do this together Um, and let's find the magic. Love you. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. If you've enjoyed being with us with Find the Magic, we would so appreciate it and we are so grateful if you could leave us a review. It means a ton to us and it really helps us. So we do read all of the reviews that come through and they mean so, so much to us. One that was just recently posted in the spring is from Jessica Johnston. And when I read this, I was so, so moved. She said, who knew a podcast could be so life-changing? After my first baby, I suffered from crippling postpartum depression and anxiety. I went to a maternal health mental health clinic and my therapist recommended this podcast to me i have been listening ever since two years later i still look forward to every episode and i am now months into my morning practice this podcast has helped give give me tools to love my life feel joy in the present moment and deepen all my most important relationships i am so grateful for these women and their perspective and knowledge i feel like they are my friends and they truly have inspired me to make life-altering changes that are helping me find the magic in my everyday. Jessica, thank you so, so much for this review. 
This was so meaningful for us and we all read it and we're just filled with so much gratitude. And I have to say, we feel like you are our friends too. We are so grateful for all of our listeners. And um, again, thank you so much for this review. It means the world to us. If you are looking for a great gift for yourself or somebody that you care about, consider getting them a Find the Magic journal. It is a journal that each of us use daily that helps us with questions in the morning that it asks you and that you do a little bit of journaling to help you focus on what's important for the day and really make steps each day towards your goals. And then it also has a section to plan out your day so that things don't slip away from you. And there's even a section for you to reflect at the end of the day. And I have found that as I've used it, it's been so powerful for me in really living my life in an intentional way. So if you'd like a journal, just go to findthemagic.co and click on the top link that says FTM journal. So again, that's findthemagic.co and just click on FTM journal. Thanks so much. Brown cows. <laughs>